Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. I bless the rage. <laughs> good choice, Nita. Yeah. That was good because you could have gone with Jumbo. No. <laughs> with a much better choice, yeah. I will say. Much more creative. Total for life. Yeah, that yeah. was excellent. Good choice. Yeah. How's it going? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, just like random giggles. I know, right? I get it. Yeah. Mita, we. last week we talked about Rocky Raniki Prem Kahani. Yes. Super excited. A song came out today. It's looking spectacular. Oh, a song, we don't came, have, out. A song came out today. We should have listened to it before. Uh, we could talk about it. We'll okay. watch the song after. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but we talked about Rocky Rani. It's coming out in four weeks. Soup's excited. But I gave you homework. I told you to watch Garin Johar's Edili Mushkil. Oh, And yes. I know you did. And we never talked about it. We didn't it. talk about it. So, and I know your rating. I've seen it on your spreadsheet. Yeah, let me remind myself. You gave it a three. Okay, thank you. I want to hear your thoughts. Because for our listeners who for our listeners who know Bollywood, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. For our listeners who don't, Garin Johar is kind of the king of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. He's like defined what modern Bollywood, the masala movie as they call it, or the mass entertainer is yeah and edili mushkil is a real departure from that mm-hmm. in an attempt at doing something different which works in parts in my opinion and doesn't work in many others mm-hmm. but i think it was also very misunderstood okay because people i think expected karen johar, johar to be doing a karen johar movie and it wasn't I didn't have any, like, expectations okay. going into it. And quite frankly, I think the Karan Johar that we love is a bit cheesy and doesn't, yeah, work, yeah, yeah. doesn't work for this Anymore, time. yeah. And so I went in open-minded. Yeah. And what I really liked about this was the poking fun at the... Himself. Himself. Kind of, yeah. And other, like, cheesy yeah. Bollywood moments, like recreating yeah, all yeah. the Chandani. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, stuff like that is really cute. And I liked the really modern take. Like, they talk like modern people, yeah. too. As opposed to, like, sometimes when you watch it, you're just like, who? Yeah, nobody, who talks like this? Nobody yeah. Nobody talks like this. But... I feel like there's something, and I can pinpoint it, something's missing from it. I'll tell you what's missing from it. Okay, but what I will yeah. say, like, what didn't work for me, I think it's really poor casting for Ashwarya Rai. And oh, really? In terms of with Ranbir. I could not, See those that? two together didn't yeah. work for me. I think she actually is pretty good in the role. She's great, yeah. But if she had an op- like somebody different as her screen partner, yeah. it would work a lot better. I think the issue with that was, I know exactly what he was going for. And she was meant to be this like sex pot siren who was intelligent and sexual and like liberated and like kind of this perfect woman idea. Mm -hmm. And he cast Aishwarya Rai and I was just like, okay, I get it. But they didn't have chemistry. Yeah. And she's meant to be sexy and like they're meant to have a very sexual relationship. Yeah. And you just, you can't. And from Beard to me, and it's probably just me as a person like taking into account his personal life. Yeah. He doesn't work as a sucky baby. To me. Like, no, because he's a he's sucky a, baby. He's an F boy, is what it is. Yeah. And like, he, in real life. Yeah. No, <laughs> like that's, in this movie, he's like, yeah. he's supposed to be like very romantic and yeah. like, but it does, he doesn't sell it well. No, he <laughs> doesn't. I do think him and Anushka have great chemistry. Yeah, they look hot. They look great together. Yeah. She's incredible. I, my biggest issue with this movie has always been the end. Yeah. It really was a, unnecessary. It was unnecessary. <laughs> 
I also felt that it was a cheap get out mm-hmm. because the whole idea of the film being about unrequited love and what happens when you fall in love with someone who doesn't love you back yeah. is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And especially coming from the person who's fed us the idea Ev- of yeah, true everyone love. Everyone has their Every- one yes. true love. That whole notion to it's be all like... It's all It's all, yeah. To come back and be like, by the way, it might not work out yeah, all the time. Cool. <laughs> it's actually kind of incredible for him to come back at that point. But the way it should have ended was... There's a couple of things. Anushka Sharma should have been the one to cheat on her husband. Mm -hmm. And that should have ended the marriage. And then at the end, she should have gotten to marry to someone else. Else. And it should have been that, like... It's just not you, man. Should have been the 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. I don't like 500 Days of Summer. I don't either. But that does make sense that she did find somebody that she actually did want to get married to. And the whole idea should have been that like, because now there's this weird get out of jail free card that he kind of has. Such like, oh, she died and so I'll never know. And I shaved my head. And I shaved, yeah, and I shaved my head. And great. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is an old movie, so we can talk about it. But at the end of the day, the fact is, is that like, he should have had to live with that forever. Yeah. And she should have been happily married to someone else and had kids and like, he should have had to deal with that because that then is really unrequited. Mm-hmm. It still has some of my favorite songs. Chenna Media is yeah. still like there's some good ones, but mint. I didn't know it was they, like some of these songs were from this. Movie, oh yeah, but I knew okay, the yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah, and there's again, Karen Johar knows how to write sequences, mm-hmm. and like that sequence right at her wedding when he's just when he when she's getting married and she he starts singing and she recognizes it and they go into the room like they have their like fight essentially right before he knows how to write yeah emotional sequences and right now he knows how to write them in a more like mature manner and i think my issue with garen Johar is he knows he just knows he knows how to get there he just doesn't know how to finish it mm. it's always like he knows how to ride he knows how to go up the mountain but like somewhere he doesn't know along, how to land the plane he doesn't know how to land the plane but he knows how to fly it and he can fly it better than most people yeah but he just can't figure finish it finish it well yeah. That was his last movie he's directed? Yeah. That's a while ago. That's a while ago. Huh. He's I, produced a lot, lot since then. And because the same thing could be said with Jug Jug Gio. Like part of that journey was interesting, but like it doesn't Yeah, I work. think Jug Jug Gio is a, another example of a movie that is really great in concept and works. He didn't direct it, in all fairness. Yeah. And, like, I think the ones he produces, you can't have the same idea because it's, it's not him. Because mm-hmm. something like Razi is great end-to-end, but he also doesn't get credit, credit for, for that. that. So he shouldn't be dinged for Jug yeah. for instance. But even, like, Less Stories, for instance. Mm-hmm. I find his story, it's fun and it's great, but it kind of loses... It doesn't have the, like, gravity of the... Uh, like, my favorite... it doesn't... It shies away from the consequences. Yeah, yeah, of what he's saying. Whereas something like Zoya, their story in, loves, in Love Stories mm-hmm. about the maid who has, who's yes. sleeping with her, own, like her owner, I was going to say, her boss. Her lawyer. Her boss. <laughs> yeah. She's sleeping with her boss and the boss ends up getting married. Yeah. And you have this weird, like, awkward relationship. She sells that so f- It's like my favorite short film. I think that's such a spectacular movie. And she knows how to land the plane. Land the plane. She knows how to depart it and she knows yeah. how to land it. But yeah. But three, three seems to fit. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. Another movie you watched, though. Yeah. Going in a completely different direction. You saw The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. And liked it less. I really did not. <laughs> I could not. I like 
Tarantino. I yeah. don't love, but yeah. I like a lot of Tarantino. You can get it. I actually do love Kill Bill. I think that that I is I love Inglorious Bastards. Yes, and yeah. Inglorious Bastards too. Um, and I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I could not gra- get, get into this. this at all. Yeah. I had to pause and stop. It took me like a day and a half to watch wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It just, there's, I, and I honestly, I can't tell you what it's <laughs> Like, I can't tell you yeah. some of the sequences and what was going on yeah. in that movie. It didn't have his charm that, like, I'm used no. to. There's something really lacking. And I think it's just too scattered with the amount of people that are in this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no real, like, dedication to character. Because one thing he is really good at is writing memorable characters Characters. people that will like stick with you and this one i just was like no nobody here is like standing out to me as a winner so i i didn't enjoy i think it's of his films it's definitely on the lower end yeah i think this and to be quite honest for me django is also quite weak yeah i find the i think the best part of django is actually leo Leo. yeah absolutely without a doubt i think it's it's and such he should have won his oscar for For that that. it's a fantastic performance so charming yeah but like he's not the person that you should be thinking is charming it's an am- it's an incredibly <laughs> written character and yeah. he performs it perfectly Perfect. and he should have won his oscar for that it's really disappointing he didn't and then that christopher waltz, waltz did who has who had won the year before and was excellent but, in inglorious yeah. bastards and deserves it but does not deserve it for this yeah, no it's just it's all over the place i think tarantino i think as we Time progresses and eventually when he's done his filmography and he dies, I think we'll look back with different lenses on his work. Mm. I think there's a lot of fanboying about Tarantino because he likes to... Invoke violence. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people people are really drawn to his raw and extreme emotions. Mm -hmm. But I think in retrospect... The ones that work are the ones that work in spite of that. Yes. That are still like... Like like in Glorious Bastards, yeah. there's still that like redeeming quality of these people, even though they're literally Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. Because the things about Inglorious Bastards that you remember are not the violence. No. It's the cunning script script. Mm-hmm. It's that pub scene. Yes. Which is masterful end to end. It is brilliant filmmaking. Even like Pulp Fiction, even Kill Bill, it isn't the violence you remember. No. Do you know what it's I mean? It's like the law. Yeah. yeah. It's the tricks are for kids, man. Tricks are for like, kids, yeah. and I think Hateful Eight is just—it just doesn't have anything to hold on no, to. No, nothing redeeming. I yeah, found. yeah. What I, would you have rated it? I, I think I would have given it three. Yeah, and I think I still do give it three because I saw it on a big screen, mm-hmm. and it was—it is palpable. It's an interesting film, and there are some twists and turns, like the Channing Tatum reveal and like yeah. all of that, that are interesting. And Jennifer Jason Lee is spectacular. She's, she's good at it, yeah. yeah she's I wasn't she's in great. Love. Huh? I wasn't in love. <laughs> I liked her. No, I thought she was great. Also, as like the only female character. Have in you that seen film. single white female I, though? <laughs> no, I have. <laughs> she's great. She in is that. very interesting in that. Yeah. It's an interesting film. But yeah. What's next on your docket? Honestly, I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm kind of a last week before Mita left my place, I gave her a list of 60-something films. Yes. That she hadn't seen, and I made a big list that went kind of all over the place, too. Do you know too. what the worst part is, though? What? I did put it in my spreadsheet. Yes, yes, I, I organized everything, yeah, yeah. and then I sat down to watch something, and I was like, oh, there's so many here, I don't know what I want to watch. Yeah, there's a lot. It's so hard to, it's a like, lot. Yeah. figure out. Yes. I almost wanted sense. to go in and give them genres. 
like I might do that just in a, so in a good mood, me. in a bad mood, yeah. in a also you know, runtime, yeah, runtime yeah. and like all of that because that that'll help. Because I did purposely give you comedies that yes. you hadn't seen and short films too, yeah. along with something like Vera Drake, which I'm like, you need to watch this, but maybe not today. No, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just in a mood where I want something light. Yes, I'm in a light mood. I get that, days. and I gave you some suggestions. You did, yes. So you know, it's the summer. Good. So, but speaking of movies, you should watch, but maybe not today. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. What did we watch this week? This week, Nadim, we watched the 1985. Oh my gosh, it's your. It's, it's your my birth year. year. It's your birth year Oscar winning movie. Yeah. 1985 Best Picture winner, Out of Africa. Out of Africa. Yes. Let me give us a quick IMDb disco about Africa. Okay. In 20th century colonial Kenya, it's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. In 20th century Cleveland. I know, I'm going to screw it up. In 20th century colonial Kenya, a Danish baroness plantation owner has a passionate love affair with a free-spirited big game hunter. Mm-hmm. That is misleading. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the passionate love affair. <laughs> oh, really, Vita? So tell me your thoughts then. Okay, first of all, I feel like I need to say this. Okay. I shat a lot on Out of Africa last week. Oh, yeah. And even... Outside of our recording. You've been I was, leading up to this is going to be terrible. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be bad. It doesn't have a great reputation. It doesn't have a good IMDb scores. I really was <sighs> about this movie. Yeah. Like it was really going to be a chore. And it is two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Of a film. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm dancing around it. Okay. And I will say it is not the worst thing I've seen. Yeah. I will say that. 100%. Also not the best thing I've seen. No, it's very middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. That is how I was feeling yeah. about it. I was being very optimistic. Very optimistic, yeah. This, um, because it is directed by Sidney Pollack, somebody who I think is great. And so going in, I was just like, okay, we're just going to watch this movie. And it's not it's not terrible. I actually watched this in one go. I didn't need to wow, split it Wow, two hours up. and 40 minutes? Yeah. It took I mean, me I way more than one like, hour to watch this. Early Saturday morning. Okay. Like, I was up at 8 a.m. So I was like, mine is Out of Africa. <laughs> just get this out of the way. Yeah. And I watched it in yeah, one go. Apparently. Yeah. So overall thoughts then? I, it's fine. <laughs> it's just a nice, it's, it's beautiful. It's Let's take a moment to talk about the cinematography yeah. before we actually talk about the film because it is spectacular. But I also feel like a good percentage of that is just the fact that Africa is it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. like, can you really go wrong with some like scenery shots? But it's also the first time we've seen Africa like this. It, not you and I necessarily, <laughs> yeah, I was like, but what? like, Sorry? <laughs> in 1980, you've never really seen, seen Africa. Af- yeah, yeah. Like this. That's fair. Outside of like whatever National Geographic. I don't know like what Jane Goodall was doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so like, this is really like your first big screen experience of what Africa looks yes, like. Yes, but the cinematography in this is stunning. Yeah. And it, it actually is a really interesting story. Like, I think I'm forgetting her name. Karen. Karen. <laughs> How can I forget a Karen? Karen life story mm-hmm. is really compelling. And I was interested in maybe like reading the book mm-hmm. because that's what this was based yeah. off of. But from the get go, there was something that really thrown me off. Meryl Streep's voice. <laughs> they call her the queen of the accent. Why? Why? She's not. She's not bad. I mean, it is a good Danish accent. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is that I know what Meryl Streep sounds like. And so when I'm watching this and I'm just like, that's not your voice, Meryl. But I know she can manipulate her voice in really good ways, too. Like, yeah. 
her voice in Devil Wears Prada is not like the Meryl Streep that we know. No, but it's also not a fake Danish accent. And it... I'm trying to think I, how bad Iron Lady was, but I can't. I blocked out the Iron Lady yeah. in my mind. But no, it was actually it was a good accent. Yeah, she does look. She good, she actually knows how to do good accents. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. This the Danish accent one. I don't even know what a Danish accent really. I is. think Meryl Streep probably did the best version of it. In yeah. all honesty, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's distracting. very distracting. Yeah, very it's distracting. Really hard to. I, but I also wonder if that's because we know. Her as Meryl Streep. That's what I'm saying. Was she... Like, I know she was obviously famous. She's won an Oscar by this point. Yeah. But was she really Meryl Streep in 1985? Or was she just like, Meryl Streep? I think she was the latter. I don't think she... She was an 18-time Academy Award nominee and three-time winner Meryl Streep. Yeah. She wasn't a verb. Or, sorry, she wasn't a noun, right? Like, it wasn't... Meryl. She wasn't Meryl. She wasn't... She is now. And we look back on her work. At the time, she was just an acclaimed actress. Mm who had appeared in some very big films, had won an Oscar by this point, yeah. had been nominated a couple of times. Like, she was she was a somebody. So I think it's hard for people now to watch it and be like, huh, interesting. Because I was listening to some people's reviews on this, oh, yeah. and a lot of people were really bashing her performance and saying it's like the worst of her career. Really? And I don't think that at all. I think there are some worse Meryl Streep performances. Like the Iron the Lady. Last, yeah. The last decade or so. But they were... Just People were, like, coming really hard on her. And I think it's majority because of the accent. We're not used to it. But I think we also have a harsher lens on her because in 2023, she is Meryl Streep. She's Meryl Streep. So you're expecting something like The Devil Wears Prada or like, I haven't seen it, but Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. And that's what it is. Is there an accent in Sophie's Choice? Yeah, she does. I don't remember the accent, but she has one. Yeah. Sophie's Choice itself is a bit of a boring film Mm -hmm. and she anchors it with a great performance. I actually don't think she's bad in no, this. That's the thing with this. Nothing is terrible. Yeah. Nothing is great. Nothing stands out as like, this is an Oscar winning movie. But it is, like you're saying, I was actually taken aback because I was expecting, especially by the IMDb disco, from what I thought, I thought this was a sweeping romance. Mm-hmm. And the romance is the B plot. Yeah. And that was really what it's about this woman. And how she moves to Africa and lives in Africa. And I read a review somewhere that said the movie, this might have even been just on like Wikipedia, the movie is split up into six chapters. Six big things that occurred in Karen's life. Yeah. And and they're from like two separate books that she wrote. And I was just like, oh, yes. This is more Karen. This is more Karen. It's about her moving there. It's about her starting her plantation. It's about her getting syphilis. It's about her affair. Mm -hmm. And And it's about his death. Like there are episodes in her life that took place but the affair is not the movie and i think because it was the 80s they probably didn't want to sell a movie about like a woman's life and that's why there's this notation of like it's about a passionate affair because they figured that would sell better than like actually watching this woman's journey exactly yeah and it's not about it's not about this affair no there's no there's no passion there's no like there's nothing that i was like whoo like you know Bobby looks great. But Bobby's not a great actor, man. No. He's Bo- just not. He's not amazing. No. He's fine. <laughs> he's he's very good looking. Yes. But he doesn't even have the Brad... He, he's not as charming as Brad Pitt. He doesn't have the... He's. I think he is, but... <laughs> I, it's not... It doesn't come off... He doesn't have... Ma- he's not a magnetic like yeah. actor. He's very much like there. Mm. And he looks good. So yeah. you're fine watching him. And I think maybe you're distracted by his good-lookingness. 
And you're, but he's not a bad actor. Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm not, yeah, I but like, what? Where does the clout for Robert Redford come from then? Because he is interesting. Like he's a man who's had longevity. Yeah. In the entire industry, and he's not a bad actor. That's the thing. But he's also, and he's been in big films. Been in big films, and then also helps support films in itself yes exactly like, yeah. and i think like there's a lot more to there than just robert redford the actor because it's not it isn't his acting i think as a per he's like paul paul newman is a great actor but he is like paul newman in the same sense of like i've created a community outside yes. of my roles as well and like people can build upon it in that community but even if you look at the sting for instance mm-hmm. paul newman's performance is, is, the, is the better stro- stronger performance well, between him and robert redford robert Virgil's easy Huh? Easier. It's easier, yeah. but also, yes, Robert Redford looks great in that film. So does Paul Newman, but I mean... They were just two hotties. They were just two hot Talking white men. Out, That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> but I will say that, as I was... Sorry, before we got distracted by Robert Redford's attractiveness. Beautiful eyes, yes. yes. <laughs> I was just saying that the film itself is not a romance. It just flat out isn't. It's a part of the story, It's a, but it is about Karen's life. Mm-hmm. And Karen had an interesting life. Yes. And made interesting choices. It's actually a very feminist film. Yes, it is. It's, there's a lot of really interesting conversations. It starts off with her saying, I just don't want to be alone. And it goes against the grain of like what I thought women of that time yeah. would be like. Yeah. You know, like wanting to start this dairy farm with her partner. Yeah. Not being timid and shy and like saying to her husband, why aren't you at the farm with yeah. me? Why did you just abandon yeah. me in Africa? And not being romantic about it. Mm-hmm. She's not looking in the beginning. She's like, I'm not, I just don't want to be alone. Yeah. I have, I have, what, what do I have to offer? I have money. Marry me for my money. And that's such a, it's quite interesting, actually. She just wants companionship. She wants companionship. And that thing carries throughout the whole film. And she has a conversation with Robert Redford towards the end where she's just like, when is someone going to, like, where she's asking, are you going to marry me? And he's like, I don't need to. And she's like, when is someone going to want me? Yeah. Like that. And I'm just like, that's a very... Valid point. Valid question and point. And like, she doesn't come off as being needy or annoying when she's asking that question because you... You see an entire film of where it's coming from. So the movie's actually full of some very interesting things and very nuanced things between Sidney Pollock and Meryl Streep, coupled with this great... Robert Redford. Sorry. No, Sidney Pollock directed it, though. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's coupled right. with his direction. I don't think Robert Redford is the selling point. <laughs> I think Meryl Streep and Sidney Pollock are. I also think that, like, yes, her fighting a lion in the middle of the Sahara is yeah. fascinating, man. Crazy. Like, it's crazy. Crazy. And the shots of, like, hyenas and, like, elephants and lions and, t- like, it, the fact is it's all there. None of this is green screen. That in and of itself is amazing. But it, it's just not, like, it's not this, like... It needs some work. It because, needs some passion is what it needs. Yeah. I think the script itself could have driven... There could have been more emphasis on just her. Like, I don't think you actually even need the Robert Redford character. Like, you don't need that part of the story. I think it is an interesting part of the story. But I think... Because she's married to someone else and she's having this affair and he doesn't... He For him, it's... He doesn't need the marriage and, like, her notion of, like wanting to feel wanted i like there is a lot actually of interesting but stuff you there get that with the people outside of like that Fair relationship enough, yeah. like by the end of the movie one of the chefs wants to go with her yeah. she's like you don't want to go where i'm going like yeah. that and so she has created yeah. relationships outside of romantic ones yeah like that is still valid yeah and 
I think the movie and also what we know of it to this day is that it's just been so focused that this is about like a love story. Yeah. Like the one thing I knew about this movie going into it was the hair washing. Yes, scene, I was just gonna say the which, shampooing like, of the hair. It's very romantic. Is it really? I was into it. I, I thought like, he was oh. just washing her hair. Do you know like, how you know what it's like when you go and get a haircut and I do, like, yes. That's like, and like how often does a man do that for a woman? How often I mean, a lot of gay men do it for women. <laughs> No, but in the sense of like, yes. I care enough about you yeah. and your hair. Like she, her hairbrush got stuck in her hair. That has happened yeah. to people before. <laughs> Maybe enough. somebody in this room. Yes, yeah. And like, it's nice. She's like, you, I need to wash your hair so hairbrushes yeah. don't get stuck. Like there's a caring aspect yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. But that has been the selling point, I feel like, for the last 38 yeah. years. So in my mind, when I'm watching this, I'm like, when's it going to happen? When's the big, like, When's the big romance? Yeah. yeah. Like, where... I've never seen Bridges of Madison County. I've never either, but weirdly, this invoked that for me. Like, I've <laughs> right. never seen it, but I was just like, Maybe so is I this what the Bridges it? of Madison County is like? Like, am I totally off of yeah. everything? And then I, like, I, it, it's not Titanic, you know? Oh, Titanic yes. is a big, swooping love yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen, um, what's the other one that we're going to have to watch in the 90s? The wartime one. Oh, the English patient. Yes. Yeah. Is that a big swooping? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just crazy to me that this is like listed as one of as, the most yeah. romantic films of all time when yeah. you do have such a more compelling story that could have been the driver of yeah. this film and it was kind of neglected. And also I think it's interesting because when the movie ends, you're not driven by, like it's her feeling towards him and how she felt, it feels real. Mm-hmm. But the way the movie ends and like the whole thing about the lions and they go to his grave and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But your takeaway is more her feeling about Africa, like her connection to Africa yeah. and how she feels about it and what it did for her. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the takeaway. I don't think the romance, even though that's trying to end that way and land like on that. the lions the, at his grave At his site, grave, yeah. You know? I, I think that says more about him than yes, their relationship. Yes, than their relationship. Yeah. Like, I think the, they're trying to make some connection between, like, the lines are Africa, she represents Africa, and blah, 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 and he's there. Like, we all represent We all represent We're all Africa. African. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't think it's it's landing that point. And again, the takeaway is that, like, she did so much for these people, and she really loved... She, she loved, loved them. She loved Africa as a country. She yeah. loved the people. She wanted to do right by it, despite it kind of shitting, shitting on, on her. Shitting on her. She had no reason she to has, love yeah, them. Yeah, she has every reason to hate that place she, and want to get out of it. Exactly. And she did everything she could to support it. And that is so against the grain of, like, what a, what I imagine, like, a colonial, colonial, uh, um, a, a colonist, colonist would be yeah. like in that time. Yeah. You would think she would scoff at all of these rituals or the people that are living on her land like she recognizes no i came here i've taken their land from them they should still reside here that conversation at the end where they say well we'll just move them and she's like but this is their Their land land. and we took their land and she's saying it the same way that we talk about it now where we're just like but this is their Their land land. like this this isn't a conversation of like you can't just move them. They you can't were here just move first. them. They were here first. Yeah. And so that's really great. You own it is what she's told. Yeah. She's like, I don't give up. It's, yeah. yeah. I don't own them, <laughs> though. Yeah. She's very clear about that. And I really admire that. It was that. really refreshing, actually, yeah. to see that. Because I was like, I was not expecting that. Because it they make it feel very... Okay, there's two things about that aspect of the film. They're... Sidney Pollock is very clear about his stance about it and that, like, this is their land and we've taken their land and that's the story he wants to tell. That said, we are also watching a movie that's romanticizing colonization to some degree. Because she is a good person? 
Because you do get other aspects, like other characters around her. You can tell there is like a hierarchy amongst them. Yeah. And like there's snottiness. And like I guess maybe I just made the assumption because I am aware of yeah, colonial yeah. colonial col what's the word ending? Colonization. Colonizers. The colonizers. <laughs> there we go. I'm aware of them. Yeah. I made the assumption while watching, like, oh, I bet you they're not, like, they are what yeah. I would assume. But I, you're right, like, there is no emphasis on the other end of it, of, like, what other people are doing. No, I, I don't even necessarily mean that, which is, uh, yes, you're right, that isn't done. And I do think the one thing the movie also does really well is that she's not, she's not Joan of Arc in it. No. Like, she's not, like, on some, like, high horse. She really is just trying to control her world, mm-hmm. her limited world, her acreage that she has. And like, so it doesn't come off as like preachy and it doesn't come off as white savior. Mm, that is, yeah. I think, really key. She, yes, through the through colonization and through her wealth, she owns this land that belongs to other people, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't come off as her, as a white woman trying to save the black people. And they show her in negative lights too. Like yeah. she was upset about the chicken being fished. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she, she, she had a lot. And like the white gloves, for instance. Yeah. Like she, she, she was trying to learn at the same time. So the movie actually does a lot of good things in terms of that. But it was more watching this movie that is romanticizing Africa mm-hmm. overall as a country and as a culture and this notion of like Africa so beautiful with the animals and the water and the greenery and blah yeah. blah blah and look at the fly and blah, the blah, rains blah. are blessed the rains are blessed and all of that but it's from this white perspective of like I'm re- removed this right like there's something there's something I like I'm not articulating it well but yeah. there's something where it feels very much like the colonized perspective of these people to we're be not fair, watching though. a movie about Africa. I didn't think we were. Though. No, yeah. but we are. But that's the that's I think my that's what I'm trying to get at is yeah. that we are watching a movie about call like a colonized country and trying to make it seem like, like it was okay. Okay, they're kind of glorifying it. Yeah, and like, in, the in hunting way, is wrong. The hunting but, is wrong, and fine at the time in 1913, you could you ivory could hunt. That, yeah. yeah, like that was that is what it is. Like. Stop pretending like it wasn't. Yeah. But again, there's a weird icky feeling about it. Mm. I wasn't left with that. Maybe I'm desensitized. No, no, no. I wasn't left. I was. I didn't feel icky, but there was just something. I just felt off about it. Okay. It was. It was kind of as if. Almost as if if Gandhi was told from a, a white person's, person's perspective, perspective in like a British mm. person's perspective in India. Yeah. I get that. I do, but. It, this is a woman's... It's also book. her It's based story. on her real story. Yeah, and it is exactly. her perspective. Yeah, it's her perspective. Yeah. And again, like... It would be interesting, like, for sequel prequel ideas to see <laughs> the perspective of, like, one of the people that worked on the farm. Yeah. That could be interesting. But even, there's also conversations she has with the chief about, like, education. And yeah. then, like, even Robert Redford is just like, why do they need to read? And it's just like, well, the world doesn't. It's just like, but yeah. they don't. There's actually some very progressive thoughts put into this film mm-hmm. that I was not expecting from it. Yeah. These are three very progressive people. Pollock, Redford, and Street. Yeah. So that then... Redford, too? Redford's very progressive. Is he? Yeah. Isn't he a Republican? You can be progressive and still be a Republican about some of your politics. We can't pigeonhole people to like... We can't pigeonhole Republicans. We're not trying to say that. But he's a person who cares about the arts, has always like put money into that, into those types of programs. I mean, obviously he's doing this film. He's mouthing those things. He has to believe them to some degree. Exactly. You can't have Sundance Film Festival. No, you can't. Exactly. (laughs) So, let's talk about Best Picture. Okay. 
So first, yes. let's talk about what else was nominated. Yeah. And then let's talk about why we think this one. Mm-hmm. Because what else was nominated was Kiss of the Spider-Woman, mm-hmm. which I've heard of but never seen. Same. Prissy's Honor, heard of never seen. Same. Witness, heard of never seen. Same. <laughs> the Color Purple. I've never seen. I've also never seen. Okay. But it is The Color Purple. Yes. All movies you have to rent, so I do not, <laughs> I, I do not watch yeah, them. Saving never, the money is right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have not seen them, but that's a pretty interesting list. Those are all films that have stood the test of time. Mm. Almost 40 years later. 38 to be. So why is this the one? The standout? Because from what I hear with the buzz yeah. was around that time, is maybe something like Witness was really like a front runner or the color purple. Witness was a front runner? I saw a lot of comments of people like Witness should have won this year. Witness should have really? won. Really? Yeah. But I've never seen it, so like who am I to say that? I mean, Witness? some of it was like IMDb people. Some of it was like you can't Reddit. take IMDb. You can't take IMDb people seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm an IMDb person. Witness, really? I've never seen Witness, and I've kind of dismissed it a little bit. I also looked at like highest grossing movies of that year, though, yeah. and again, it's that same. It's like fluff. It's yeah. all the like happy go lucky fun movies, yeah. like The Breakfast Club, and like Back to the Future. Oh yeah. Yeah, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two. <laughs> So why this? It's kind of... How many did it win? Did it win more than one? It won like six it won or everything? eight. It won a lot. Let's lay them she out. She didn't win, right? She no. did not win. She was obviously nominated. Muriel. Her real name's Mary or something. Mary Louise. Okay. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, obviously, Best Direction, Best Sound, Best Music, also obviously. Yeah. It was also nominated for Best Actress... Best actor in a supporting role okay. for Klaus Maria. I think he's the guy who plays yeah. her husband. Her husband. Yeah. Costume and editing. Costume, I can see actually. It is a period piece. To be quite honest, picture is the only one that I'm kind of like huh. hiccuping on a little bit. The other one, because it is a very it knocks uh, checks off all the checks other up boxes. A lot of other boxes, but yeah. it's like, is it? It that's the thing though. If it checks off all the other boxes, why Shouldn't wouldn't it, not, it be? Yeah. A Best Picture yeah. nominee. It is also, forget the romance, it is a sweeping film. Yeah. Because it does, you are transported like, to, to a Africa. world, it's to very Africa. Engaging. It's very engaging. That sequence where they're in the plane and you have the bird's eye view of yeah. Africa is beautiful. stunning. It's beautiful. There's some really arresting stuff in this. Yeah. It's just that feeling. It's not the feeling that I want. Like I yeah. have when I watch like a really great Best Picture. Yeah. Like even last week when we watched Amadeus. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people know of. Like if I told yeah. some random on the street like have you seen Amadeus? They probably yeah. <laughs> haven't. But who? I think who? <laughs> I'm a who? I'm a who? I'm a who? I'm a do us? Yeah. So yeah. That feels like a Best Picture yeah. to me. There's some there's just like there's something that needs to be sparked. But on the surface this actually feels like a Best Picture too. Like if I were on paper on paper this does. Yeah. Like if this were to come out this year and people were like, "Oh, Sydney Pollock, fame fine. Sydney Pollock is Sydney Pollock now because of something like Out of Africa." Yeah. But there's a movie about going to Africa about a woman and you know there's a romance. I would be like, "Oh, that's Oscar bait." Yeah. So it feels very much in it keeping. Makes it makes sense. But why? Especially given things like The Color Purple, I guess Witness, 
Yeah. Like what? That's just what the internet tells me. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for these honor, I've heard great things about Kiss the Spider Woman. I think it has an LGBTQ angle, doesn't oh, it? I don't know. Is that the one with William Hurt? Yes. Who's not sexy, and I don't understand the body. <laughs> yep. It does, because the logline starts, A gay man and a political prisoner are together in prison. The gay man narrates the stories of two fake movies and his own life. I've actually heard great things about this oh, movie. Okay. So, you have to rent it, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, Raul Julian and William Hurt. Hmm. William Hurt won his Oscar for this. I would like to watch it. Yeah, I've heard very good things. Hmm. I can see why that didn't win, though. Brokeback Mountain. Is that why this one, though? Because of Brokeback <laughs> Because of the no. gays? Maybe. Because of the gays? Yeah, this and is very of, approachable. Then, then because of the blacks? Because of the color purple? And look, we're looking at Ronald Reagan, 1985 yes. America. Like, this is very approachable. Very you have approachable. Two, at this point, maybe Meryl's not Meryl, but Robert is Robert at Robert this point. Robert is Robert at this Robert point. Robert is a bankable star. Yeah. and like I think you've got top there's billing. A, there's a group of people who are going to go see that. Yeah. My dad, is if he sees Robert Redford yeah, yeah. in something, he's going to go watch yeah. it. What's the one that he was just in, like, a couple of years ago? All is lost. No, the man in the car and space sissy spacek. Oh, I don't know. The man with the gun. Is that what Some, it is? is that what it's called? Something like that. Okay. And my dad was like, "Oh, I want to watch that." Yeah, just <laughs> because, because of Robert, Robert Redford, Redford. Yeah. And like, honestly, I'm that person yeah. too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's the same thing with Harrison Ford. If I yeah. hear Harrison Ford's in a movie, yeah, I'll watch it. That's yeah. why you love Morning Glory. So I think there is, like, bankability yeah. <laughs> in that in itself. Yeah. And so people are going to go watch that, and it's probably easy viewing for them. And it's, you know, it's intellectual enough that I think people are like, oh, yeah, this could be, like, Oscar-worthy. Because I think that's the thing I'm starting to realize, is that Oscar is also, like, a... You actually can't be too smart of a film. Yeah. The too smart movie doesn't film. The dumb film obviously doesn't film, but neither does the movie that's actually really intelligent. Too pretentious. You need to be... You need to be... There's a happy medium. There's a happy medium, and it's actually skewing more towards the medium than it is towards the extreme end of intellectual film. Yeah. You really need to have, like, this approachable kind of, like, approachability. And maybe this is just hitting that straight... It it is feminist, and it is saying things about colonization and... You know, women's living all of that, but there's some lions and there's a romance with a hot man and that's it. And this also is the year, I've never seen it in its entirety. I saw parts of it in English class. Brazil came out. Oh, I've heard Brazil is bananas. Yeah. Yeah. And the parts I saw in English class were bananas and then I missed the next two days of school. So I didn't watch it. (laughs) I've always wanted to see Brazil too. Yes. Yeah. But what I remember seeing was like, what? And I also was like 16, so I wasn't quite... You know, the brain wasn't there. The brain wasn't there. Yeah. So I don't know what I was watching, but I can imagine what I've heard since is Brazil is very, is that higher end intellectual film that's not going to get nominated for Best Picture. Just like A Clockwork Orange wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, A Clockwork Orange was. But but it wouldn't win. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I, I think exactly. And I think the thing is, is that this is exactly, it fits right in that that, that area. It's very cushioned. And I think we're really getting to that time. Like we're really and getting into lower. The t- yeah, like yeah, then you start the, to get the codas. By 89? By, 80, by, 80, by 89. Yeah. But even before 89, it starts to happen. So this is actually, this is not a win that I'm just like affronted by. Mm-hmm. I'm more just like, I kind of get it. I understand it. Yeah. The question is, would I vote for it myself? And I don't know. How do you feel knowing that this is the best picture of your birth year? 
It's an interesting thing, right? Right? Because, like, what was happening when I was born? Exactly. Out of Africa, this was the best, best picture yeah. of the year. Yeah. What does that say about a person? <laughs> what does that say about the year they were born? What does that say about movies the year you yeah, were born? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, it's, I think it's saying exactly what we're just saying right now, <laughs> is that the audience was after middle of the ground. Yeah. I don't think this is actually... I think this is above average in terms of intellect, in terms of filmmaking, all of that. Yeah. But it's also not highbrow. Mm-hmm. This is not... High intellect. Well, I'm very excited for my birth year. <laughs> but Mita, yes. that's also not highbrow. No, it's not. And that's I, that's but that's that, an exception to a rule. But like, one. Well, I mean, we'll, we, we'll we, we will get we'll there get in, to my in like six about, weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that is that's an that's a very different situation. Yeah. And the studio did not anticipate that that was going to happen. Okay, we'll get. There. We'll get there. We'll get to Silence of the Lambs yeah. when we do. But in terms of this, the studio knew this was going to be a contender. Yeah. They knew this was going to be out there. They knew it was going to be an option. They knew it was going to be on the ballot. Like, they knew exactly where they were going with yeah. this. Because this is, this is an Oscar film. Yeah. This is what you put your money on. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm a voting person, if I'm a betting person, I'm betting on this. Out of Africa yeah. winning. And that's, ex- ex- I think, exactly what it's showing. It's a safe bet. It's the safe bet. And that's what the Oscars are about. Yeah. They are not actually about rewarding the best, they're about rewarding the safest. Mm. Do you want to go into your review? I want to ask you what you think about that. About? The Oscars being about the safest, safe not necessarily the best. Okay. That is what I've witnessed. Yeah. Like, if anything, it's disappointing though. Yeah. I wish there was more of a risk. Yeah. But I also understand it at the same time. Like, how do you have such a large group of people Yeah all voting for or like they may not be diverse in terms of color but people in themselves are diverse enough that yeah not everyone's gonna have the same opinion yeah. so it does make sense that they all sort of meet at this like comforting middle ground yeah. where we can be like okay yes this checks off all these different boxes sure it can be best picture on yes, to the next one exactly whereas like you can't have because of the way that the voting works like you don't have like a it's, I almost wish it worked like an election in kind of yeah. a way where there was like a debate. Yeah. <laughs> and you could be like, this is you why. You could try to persuade people. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is risque. This is something we've never seen before. Like, yeah. this is why it should be Best Picture. Because that's what I want to see in a Best yeah. Picture winner. And it's disappointing that we get yeah. this middle ground. But I get why we get there. It also explains why something like Coda beats something like The Power of the Dog. Yeah. Like, exactly, pretty much, right? Like, The Power of the Dog is not for everybody. Yeah. Coda is for everybody, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And that's, I think, what it we're getting to. Yeah. And we're going to see that with Driving Miss Daisy and Dances with Wolves and Braveheart and, and, and. Did he win Best Director? Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I get that. Mm-hmm. This is a directed movie yeah. and it's very well directed. Because the thing that I will still say to the my end days yeah. is like, I don't understand why we separate best director and best picture my if you are the best director then you've made the best you've made picture. the best picture so you should win the oscar because for people who don't know when you win best picture it's yeah. not the director the who gets the the oscar it's the producers who do yeah. and like but it really should go to the director they are the person that put this all together yes the producers helped with like financing and uh, things like that i mean that's a bigger conversation because are not, they not like orchestrating the entire are they not the lydia tar of the movie <laughs> Not necessarily, actually. No? Those are the producers. That's why the producer gets it, is because the movie does... The director is the creative lead. Yeah. But you don't have 
a production without a producer. They're the, they're managing the entire thing. It's not just financing. Mm. So like producing it is the assumption that like if you have a tour is fine, that's one thing. But if you have directors coming in, a producer is picking that director. That's yeah. Right? And the so and there are should pro- be included in that best picture win though. At least like it should be producer and director. Oftentimes though directors are producers. Producers and that and they do get into yeah. it. And again, our tours are different because then they are there from inception. But that producer is still the one who's kind of, they're the orchestrator mm-hmm. of it. That's why the producer gets the bigger, yeah. the bigger win. Womp womp. Do you have sequel prequel ideas? I would actually like to see it from the perspective of like the Someone people that work Africa. on the farm. Like yeah. that would be really interesting. I want to know, like she never returned to Africa. No. She never went back. And like it's. It's kind of sad. And she lived a long life yeah. after that. So I would like to know what did she do Yeah. later. She wrote yeah. stories. About how she had a farm in Africa. How she had a farm in Africa. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go into my writing. Okay. I mean, I've said it. I've, I've said it all. And this was an interesting film because I didn't, um, I, I didn't watch it in one go. Mm-hmm. I just had a very long week and I tried to sit through it. And it actually was, it's two hours and 40 minutes and it feels like two hours and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It is a long go. It is a bit slow in places. It is very interesting, though. Yeah. And I think this is another example of a film that would work better as a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Because then those episodes about the things that happened in this woman's life would just be literal singular episodes, yeah. right? I also think that this is an example of a film that's selling you something that the film isn't actually about. Yeah. Like, you're expecting a sweeping romance, yeah. and it's kind of just, like, a part of the film. It isn't the film. Yeah. Out of Africa is about Karen Brixton and her life in Africa. What led her there, how she lived there, why she left. Mm. That's it. That's what the movie's about. And one of the reasons she was there was this affair. And one of the reasons she left is because that affair ended. Yeah. That's, that is what that, that is as far as that romance goes. It doesn't encompass the whole film. And actually, the romance doesn't take place until an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> into the hour and 40 minutes. Like, it's yeah. a good, like, the war ends before the romance actually even starts to take shape. So, I think if I had known that, that actually might have changed how I walked into the film, mm-hmm. too. Because I was expecting something very different and got something very different. Yeah. But I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the different things I got. And that doesn't often happen. Yeah. I was surprised by the the feminist angles, about the awareness of colonialism, about it didn't feel like this is a movie that really actually could have felt like a preachy movie. Yeah. It could have felt one way white savior and it could have felt the other way just oblivious. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like either. It feels very aware and in tune with what it's doing, with its people. It feels like the black the black people are, are involved in the film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like the movie's talking down to them. Like it, it really bl- manages a lot of that well. Yeah, I'm not saying anything but nice things, and I actually don't have anything bad to say about this. But I guess it's I'm still not like it's a feeling. It's a feeling. I'm just not clicking with it. Yeah. But I don't dislike it. I actually would recommend this to many people. I do think it's an interesting film. It's actually a very easy watch. Yeah. There's a lot to watch and look at and be interested in. You don't have to sit and watch it for two hours and 40 minutes because you can probably stop and start and still, like, pick up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm landing on three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So, in this movie, her name is Karen. Yeah. But at one point, she pronounces it Karen. Mm. And while you were just explaining of like how you were pleasantly surprised, I feel like that in itself is like 
explains the movie. Yeah. I went into this thinking this is a Karen movie yeah, yeah. of like it's a love story, it's about a man washing a woman's hair. Yeah. Like I thought all the things that I've heard yeah. or like, oh that lion did actually get really close to yes, Meryl Streep. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like those are just the pinpoints that have been sold to me for the last like thirty plus years. Yeah. And I left it being like, no, this is a Karen yeah. <laughs> movie of like this is actually there is something more substantial here. There is a lot to take away from it. It's a total perspective that I don't think we've seen since or before. Yeah. And like what we know from colonizers is usually like it's the root of all evil, right? Yeah, yeah. Like but this is actually quite nice and it's good to know that there were actually good people yeah. in that time and it's a perspective that I don't think a lot of people think about mm-hmm. as well. Like could you imagine marrying someone? First of all, you're in love with somebody. Yeah. They decide they don't want to marry you. So then you go and marry their brother. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're aware that you don't have options yeah. and that you don't want to be alone. So you marry their brother yeah. and then he's like, "Hey, let's move to Africa and run a dairy farm." And you're like, "Okay, cool. Pack my bags." Yeah. You get there, and he just goes off on all these hunting expeditions all the time, and you're left to run a failing dairy farm. Not a dairy farm, (laughs) a coffee farm Farm, plantation that you didn't realize was going to be a coffee plantation. No. Like, that that in itself, that's your movie. That's a movie. Yeah, that's a movie right there. You don't need Bobby. Yeah. Bobby's nice to look at, but you don't need to have him there. And she had a very interesting life. Like... This is one of the movies in the last while that I really watched and I was like, I would actually like to listen to this book. Yeah. I don't think I would read it, but I would like to listen yeah. to it because I think it would be really interesting to learn about her life. Yeah. And I think it's really like just time in itself has done this movie real, um, a real disservice. Service? What did you say? Good service? Disservice. I said disservice too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a real disservice. Yeah. Because, like, I was a few weeks ago just not looking forward to watching yeah. this. I'm so glad I went into it with, like, yeah. an open mind and I cleared all the negative voodoo out. Mm-hmm. Because this was actually really enjoyable yeah. for me. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It is middle ground. But I was tinkering between three and three and a half. I'm just like, where yeah. am I going to go with this? And it is a three and a half. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know what? I would watch this again. Yes, yeah. I would. And also, when you say how you're how you're saying that, like I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I liked it more than I disliked. Exactly. It. That's yeah. The thing. I lean more towards of like, no, yeah. this is good. Yeah. And I think it is because you do have a really strong director. Yeah. At the helm, because like you said, it so easily could be yeah. cheesy and terrible. Yeah. And you have someone like Meryl Streep, who who while the accent just like doesn't work. Distracts. Yeah. She's so good still. She's just she's. She's yeah. narrow. I believe her to be this yeah. woman. You do. Yeah. You believe this character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three and a half for me as yeah. well. Who would have thought that we would get yeah. that? Yeah. I was actually not expecting that. And I think I'm, I was pleasantly surprised by Out of Africa, mm-hmm. especially considering how much I was hating on it last week. Yeah. Was, uh, I liked it. Yeah. Good times. Hooray. <laughs> we'll see if that momentum continues next week. Oh, yeah. But Yes. Game time. Okay. Last week you had me connect... Steel Magnolias. Yeah. To a movie I have never seen, but I'm sure you have. Oh, okay. Called Burlesque. Yes. <laughs> beautiful, 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 beautiful. Burlesque. <laughs> there you go. Mitha, I am going to have you connect yeah. Burlesque to a movie I'm not sure you've seen. Oh, great. <laughs> but you should add it to your list if you haven't. Okay. And it's called The Sky is Pink. Is this with Priyanka Chopra? Okay. And Farhan Akhtar. There we go. Timer starts now. Okay. 
you can tell me if this doesn't count. Okay. But in burlesque is Kristen Bell, who okay. shares a birthday with Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> Why not? No. Okay. Mm, PC, 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 PC. What has PC been in lately? <laughs> um, I could do Zach. And... No, I could do The Rock. What has Kristen Bell done with... Mm, does that work? Yeah, okay, I got it. It's long-winded, but I think I got it. Okay, so Burlesque stars, uh, Christian Bell is in okay. Burlesque. She was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason... Siegel? Siegel. Okay. Who was in Freaks and Geeks with Seth Rogen. Okay. Um, oh, no, now I lost it. Oh, Seth Rogen, Rogen's in Neighbors with Zac Efron, who's in ba- Baywatch with Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. 58 <laughs> seconds. Oh. But I got there. You you can see the stress getting to you. There's actually a very easy way to do it. Oh, tell me. Burlesque stars an actor I'm very fond of named Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Tucci is in it. Tucci is in it, who is also in a television show called Citadel with Priyanka Chopra. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, I haven't watched Citadel. I haven't seen Citadel either. I've actually heard good things. Okay. But yes. There you go. That's the proper way to do it. But you did it. Burlesque. Burlesque. Wow. Good. Now I'm going to have to connect Eyes Pink next week to something that you're going to select. Yeah. When we watch... <gasps> Platoon! Platoon! A war movie about Vietnam! Directed by somebody who was in the yes, war. who was in the war <laughs> yeah. and actually has a history of making interesting films. Yeah, so... so open mind! Open mind! Yeah. More than I had for Africa. Yeah. And maybe that's my... That's education. our new that's our new that's outlook in exactly, life. We yeah. are positive polys. We are not negative Nancy. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm super pumped for Platoon. <laughs> yeah. Just like raging. Raging. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that is next week. Yes. Mitha, do you have any parting words for I us? I do. I'm not gonna do the accent. <laughs> just like fair warning. Yeah. Especially because I just shit on Mary. Just board. really shot on the accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a farm in Africa. <laughs> Can you try doing it with the accent? No. I can't even. I honestly, can't even, I don't yeah, know what it Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a farm in Africa. Uh, That's not it, actually. No, please stop. I don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah. I would like to find out from a real Danish person if that's accurate. Let's go meet one. Do we know any Danish people? I don't know, but I would like a Danish. <laughs> like a cheese Danish. So maybe we should go. Maybe we should go find one. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Platoon! Platoon! (laughs) Have a lovely week. Bye! Bye Bye-bye. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod and check out our litter box at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>